And is this everything that Robin Voss and the Republicans wanted? No, they want to wipe out DEI and UW campuses. Still very much alive. So that's what compromise is. We say all the time, right, why can't these folks get together? You know, we say that until it's something we care about, and then we don't want to compromise. Compromise is nobody gets everything we want. And regardless, it moves forward. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Hey, E, you remember after my first show, February 28th, 2022, first show here hosting Wisconsin's Morning News. Mm-hmm. I do remember, remember that. At the end, the end of the show, we got off the air at, you know, at 9 o'clock. We were kicking it over to the top of the hour news. And I snapped the microphone off, and I took that home with me. <laughs> First ever show. I, this is my mic. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. It was a great day. Now it's hanging in yeah, your office at home. That's right. It's my, this is mine. Yeah. Something that was actually there in the battle. <laughs> the engineers were really mad. Right. Scotty Pfeiffer came right in. Hey. As per radio That's tradition, my microphone, right. As a rookie, your first show on the air, you, you get to take the mic. Though. You misread the thing. It was one of these mic foam things. That's what you get to keep. <laughs> no. yeah. So clearly I did not do that. But we were talking about that. You raised an interesting question. This whole flap over Giannis and whether or not he got to keep the game ball because yeah. he had a franchise record, 64 points of the Bucks game last night. Mm-hmm. Home game for the Bucks. There's a little bad blood between the Bucks and Pacers. Apparently the Pacers wanted to give the ball to their rookie who scored his first ever hoop. And there was a flap over that and yada, yada, yada. Eric says, what other job do you get to take the stuff home with you right, <laughs> after yeah. your first anything? Isn't that interesting? Like, it's not yours. But in sports, you seem to be right. able to do that. We see it with footballs. You know, when you score a touchdown, people take the ball with them. Major and, leaguer gets gets his first hit. You give the yep, guy the ball. Yep, you see him kind okay. of throw it. And no one thinks twice about the dugout. They throw it into the dugout. So that's a sports cultural thing, though. It's a thing. Yeah. I right. don't have any problem with it. it. Does any other industry have but that? That's a great question. I'm just so curious. Is there another industry where to celebrate anything, you get to take something home to commemorate? Like... I don't know if if there's a house fire and the firefighters are done with it. Does like Chief Lipsky go here? You go, uh, rookie. <laughs> hey son, here's your first. here's a piece of wood from the fire. When he rips off a piece of melted <laughs> siding. Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, it's like somebody's take, house. You get to take that home. And, like, no, do you, they do that? No, no. Okay, I'm trying to think of what else. Like you know, sometimes. Okay, here's one. A bartender oftentimes will save the first dollar. Okay, I've seen that for it's a, in tip, a frame, right? Right up there on the. Right, frame yeah, that first, first one back in 1986. My I got first that first buck tip. the business yep. made, and maybe the the customer who tipped him will sign it. I've seen that before. Okay, I just think there are a lot of other there are not a lot of other careers where there are disposable things. What about a pilot? Pilot first <laughs> I hope flight. Not. <laughs> first, you... first landing, they get to bust something off the control board there. <laughs> See, because and that's the difference. We're talking about fixed things. Like the mic is the mic. Whatever equipment you have in the aircraft is yeah. is that. There are, I don't know, baseball's an easy one because they're throwing a new ball in all the time. Right. All, millions of balls. Basketball, there are a whole bunch of balls, yeah. right? You take one home, we got another ball. Like, Here's one uh, from the old National Bank Talk and Text Line 262. I took my stapler home when I retired. <laughs> what is that, an office space reference? But you didn't take the stapler on the first day. <laughs> the first day on the job, you didn't take the stapler home. Pens, you get the lawmakers keep the pens for the signing of the bills and whatnot. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. and usually there's multiple pens yeah. because they know that that's a memento. 
262 also texted in another 262-er. Uh, actors and actresses take things from the set. Is that true, Debbie? You guys steal props and things? She's out. No, she's busy working now. Oh, you mean like uh, like performing actors, not like movie actors? Well, either one. Like if you're, I don't on... think they take stuff with them. Some have traditions, like they sign different areas of the theater. Or there's a wall or something. Uh, here's another one from the 414. I used to be a stagehand, okay. and after a rock show, we would get a T-shirt from the band. Okay, there's that. Yeah, that. That's different, though. That's not, okay, hey, first rock show, nice job, tech guy. Go ahead and just steal something. That's the band being cool, Take the band's right? guitar. <laughs> like, that's the band right. saying, like, you go, hey, son. You, you know, nice job, crew, here you go. I don't know. I just see it just caught me off guard. I just think guard. it's an odd, an think, odd tradition and, and of I get to have this. The, the situation last night, there's some bad blood there, and there's obviously more to it. but Which seems, I like. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It just seems interesting that, okay, well, automatically someone gets to have this thing. All right, well, I'm, I'm taking the ball, or I'm, I'm taking these shoes, <laughs> or I'm taking a stapler. This is mine now. First day on the job, first office day, I get to take this uh, laptop with me. And- somebody else texted in shovels at a groundbreaking. Yeah, somebody gets to keep the shovel. You were instrumental in getting okay. this deal through, or whatever. They usually right. have the the golden spade. What about other construction workers? First day on the job, first day out there doing the work. Piece of rebar. Take <laughs> <Yeah>, that <laughs> home. You Do go they guy. have it bent first, so it could be like a bracelet or something. <laughs> what it's fashioned into jewelry. What about like a, a salon stylist? First haircut. Do they keep the they lock of hair? Keep some of the hair. Sure, that's theirs now. What else are they going to do with it? They just sweep they it up, frame that up. That's a little gross. <laughs> I don't think there's what other does hockey get into that? Like you keep the puck. Here's one from a four one four. A surgeon doesn't keep the first appendix he or she removes. <laughs> well, if you want it, a you doc can doesn't have. take the first baby delivered home. Well, that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. I'm sorry, mom. This is my first. No, no. I think I think not. Can teachers take a child home from their first class? All right, this is getting absurd. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I could see how there are opportunities to do something like that, though. I kind of like that. I wish there was like another tradition I'm not aware of because we all know about it in sports. We all can think of the sports one, whether it's the soccer ball, the first hockey puck, all that kind of stuff. Baseball, obviously, yada yada. In this case, a basketball. I do think, what but there's got to cool. be some in another industry that we're not thinking of, where like there's an actual tradition for the rook to take okay. something home. I do think what is cool is these are artifacts. You know, and the stuff that's the sports memorabilia is sort of its day. Sure. I feel like has kind of come and gone. Like we go to a lot. Of, if you go to any charity event, there's always the silent auction and there's the the poster or the jersey or the something, whatever. And I feel like that had a big day for a while and yeah, it sort okay. of waned as stuff has become widely available. I think an artifact, a thing that's been there, you know, like the Bucks when they won the championship, cut up the floor and made stuff out of it and sold that, and some people were given pieces of that. That's an artifact. It actually is super cool. Like, to have something that was there. From the 414, I took a pen home that I used to sign the paperwork when I got laid off. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm doing, here's Keep what I'm that doing. pen, oh yeah? I'm taking the pick. I'm taking this with me. <laughs> How do you like that? Does a mailman take the first mailbox? Asking the 414. <laughs> Just break that off. <laughs> <laughs> W5664 N38. Yeah, mine now. now. That was mine. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Can't go away. Can't go away. Can't go away this far.
So we were wondering what other rookies get to take things home. After their first win, their first this, their first yeah. day on the job. This stems from last night. Giannis wanted the ball after a 64-point game, record-scoring game for the, the Bucks, the franchise, and the rookie from the Pacers took the ball home because he scored his first bucket. All right. Well, so interesting text here. <laughs> All right. From the 608 on the old National Bank talking text line. I'm a civil engineer. All bridges have nameplates on them in Wisconsin. My first bridge, I took home the old nameplate of the bridge that got demolished. That's kind of cool. Okay. And here's one. I'm not aware of this one, but you've heard of this. In sales, when a rookie makes the first sale, they cut the tie. So you cut your tie? Congratulations, son. What if it's, what if it's, not, what if it's your dad's tie? Well, what, if it's a, <laughs> a, what if it's a lady? Women in sales, what do That's they do it, for good her? point. Well, it's probably an old madman thing. Yeah, you know, sure, back, when, right. That's... back when women weren't doing that. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they still do that. Still cut the tie or cut anything else? I hope not. Somebody tried to cut my tie one time, and I can't remember why it was. Came to work in it. Really? And like, ah, we're going to cut. And there was some, then they were trying to tell me, like, this is a tradition of something. How'd you feel about what, that? You I upset? didn't like it, and I did not allow it. <laughs> and I don't care if you didn't like me for that day. Like, this is a nice tie. And like, <laughs> it's cost me $35. Right. And it was at a time, I was pretty young, right? <laughs> like, I didn't have money for a new tie. <laughs> I just got this at JCPenney. It was right. several dollars. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm right about this. I told you we did Wisconsin Person of the Year. Okay. Remember? And the person I told, we had a lot of different things that we suggested. I float Robin Voss to the top, Speaker of the Wisconsin State Assembly. And not because you like his politics or don't like his politics or whatever. Not about that. Because that's not what Person of the Year means. Right. It's just who's, who's moved things. And if you look at the job that Robin Voss has done as Assembly Speaker this year what has moved in Wisconsin because of him. Who is leading in Madison? It's him. Look at what did we get? We got the Brewer Stadium deal pushed through. Voss led that. We got uh, the back and forth between City, County, and Milwaukee. They got the sales tax the increase. You got stuff. the shared revenue thing. Voss led that, led the negotiations. Others were a part of it. Yes, he led that. What do we just have now? UW pushed this deal through. Got what he wanted out of the DEI thing. Everything he wanted? No. There's still DEI in the UW system, and we'll talk about that in a moment, how that all played out. But st- stood firm, said, this is where we are. We're out of room to negotiate. Okay, ball's in your court, and got that through. Things have moved forward because of his leadership. He's person of the year in Wisconsin. He uh, got Janet Protasiewicz impeached. Oh, wait, wait that, that, one, that okay, one didn't happen. Some, and she would have been my other candidate for person yeah, of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, you threw her out there right. earlier. Just because of the significance of her election to the yeah. high court. Um, but that was less about her and more about the movement, I feel, and more about her ideology than it was her, the person. I, I think we're still going to learn more about what went on yesterday. So the University of Wisconsin Board of Regents on Saturday, you may recall, voted down a deal that would give raises to UW employees and some funding for capital projects as long as there were some slashes to how they do their diversity, equity, and inclusion positions. Like, there would have to be some major changes to the DEI stuff, but they, in, in exchange, would get raises for these, these UW workers. They voted it down on Saturday 9 to 8. Then, 
for whatever reason. Actually, we're going to get everybody back together. Let's try again. And they voted again yesterday and approved it. After further discussions with stakeholders, many stakeholders from every campus, I have decided to support this resolution. So that's a UWD regent, um, Amy Blumenfeld-Bogost, who voted against it originally, voted for it last night. Well, why? What's the change? Was it because of a threat? Was it because of just reinvestigating? I don't know. Just very curious. The vote last night was 11 to 6 to approve the deal, so it will now move forward. I don't know if it was about a fear of not getting approved. Regents don't get paid. So it's not about... So confirmation wouldn't mean that much because there was a fear she wouldn't get reconfirmed. Right. So, all right, look, look, I'm volunteering my time to do this, and it's prestigious. It has with its you know, various trappings, yeah. okay? But, you know, it's not like, boy, I'm, we were counting on that 15 or 20K or whatever that we make, sure, you know, right, from this. Right. It, it, so there's it's not a personal gain in that regard. So I don't know that I see that. I think probably, you, I've been on boards, and virtually everything you do as a board passes unanimously. Virtually everything. And now this is a different type of board, but I've been on nonprofit boards where... You know, largely these entities, I've always viewed my role as as a board member and particularly when I was chair for Special Olympics is look, our primary job here is to to hire and manage the CEO position. But then you let the CEO run the organization. Okay. You don't get involved in the day to day and whatever, except for major policy things like this. Then the board weighs in. And what you always try to do as a board is get to consensus. Something like this, you're probably not going to get to consensus. So I have no problem with people voting their conscience. And some folks couldn't get to that. Yes, that's fine. I respect that. But maybe some others got talked to and looked at, you know, this is what this means. And maybe they got convinced. I don't know that it's nefarious. Mm. Well, sometimes, I don't know if this happens often with boards, but sometimes lawmakers, anyway, will change their vote or council members will change their vote. Once they see that they're in the minority, they'll oh, be like, right. okay, well, majority rules here. All right, well, you change my vote to an high instead of a nay. Or, you know, or the opposite is when you know it's going to pass, right? So you can't, you're not going to be the vote that hangs up. But you're going to vote deal. the opposite, so but you you're going to vote the opposite, so they, constituency. Yes, yeah, so you can say, "Hey, I voted no. I don't know what these guys were doing over here." Well, here's Jay Rothman, the uh, the president of UW. I think it is critical if we are going to lead and if we are going to govern that we need to be able to make compromises with the legislature that controls a lot of our funding, and we will continue to do that. The governor, meanwhile, super unhappy about it, saying that this was bullying tactics from the Republicans. Well, is it bullying or is it negotiating? The legislature but there really wasn't a negotiation. It was, hey, we're not, we're done. Well, it was negotiated out between Rothman and between Beforehand, you're right. uh, UW, uh, University of Wisconsin, Chancellor Manukin. She was involved in that as well. You think she wanted this? Think she wanted to give up anything in terms of DEI? But also, do you think she believes that this is the end of DEI at University of Wisconsin, Madison? Huh. It's not. So I think. You had a couple of minds there that said, this is the deal that we're going to get. This moves us forward. It's not everything we want, but it's not the worst case scenario. And is this everything that Robin Voss and the Republicans wanted? No, they want to wipe out DEI and UW campuses. Still very much alive. So that's what compromise is. We say all the time, right, why can't these folks get together? You know, We say that until it's something we care about, and then we don't want to compromise. Compromise is nobody gets everything we want. And regardless, it moves forward. 8.32 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Things that happen today can seem pretty strange. Well, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. 
Luckily, you have Jeff Wagner to break it down for you. Wagner's rule number one, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2.30 in the morning. The Department of Justice is open on News Radio 620 WTMJ. All right, now that one sounds a little weird. (laughs) What? Who's finding all this stuff? You? Are you? Yeah, I'm just kind of digging through some of the archives. Is this on tape and stuff? Um, Some of it we have like on logger and MP3 form, and others I've had to pull some data tapes from to get some of this, but... That one just seemed a little odd. I don't know who came up with it. Let's add Dorothy to Jeff commenting about strip clubs. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. It had an odd feel to it. Yeah, so two shows left today and tomorrow. I had a big old uh, party last night at St. Kate's, which was pretty cool. A lot of former employees, former station workers and others were there. A lot of family from Wagner were there. A lot of... Teammates here. That's good. Even good, little good, good. baby Levi showed up. Pancake brought the little one, the little silver dollar to the uh, festivities last night, which is kind of cool. Um, and I chatted a little bit with Fran. So Fran, of course, is Jeff's wife. And I was curious, like, okay, so what's the plan after you retire? We love golfing. Yeah. We both golf here. And we both yeah. golf there. And friends and family. Sure. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we love to go out to different restaurants. I think we'll do that a little bit more in different places. So we'll see you guys out and about then. Yeah. Huh? Well, we are now, but probably more in the North Shore because it's close. So sure. now we can venture out a little bit. He likes to read. Okay. Number one, I can't sit still. Number two, <laughs> I don't, and he would tell you that. So we probably are compatible because I'll leave him alone and go, and mm-hmm. he can read, and I keep on going. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool party last night. It's interesting. That is a space that a lot of folks probably listening right now have had to navigate of what does retirement look like for our relationship yeah, right? right will we still like each other now, <laughs> she's around or your you know your wife yeah. retires and maybe you've been retired for a couple of years or vice versa or however yeah. like okay here we are yeah we're we gonna do sit here and stare at each other now all the time <laughs> or like what what are we what are we going to do what are things that you still will do that belong to you mm-hmm. that i will do that belong to me you got to figure that out sounds like they got i mean they're oh, going to be great. They're fine. Oh, my gosh. They're an amazing love story. Super compatible. Uh, two days to go, and, and then tomorrow's it. That's it. You'll hear Jeff Wagner best ofs all of next week and into the new year. Do you have? Did you talk to other folks? Like, I know you are going to talk to some. Well, yeah, oh, you did. Yeah. Did a little compilation. We'll bring that to you. We'll, we'll give you a taste of the party tomorrow. Oh, so this was a tease ahead. Yeah, there. this is a tease There's ahead. There's more to come. Yes. We'll give you a full taste. Tomorrow, uh, Mercure was there, Charles Benson, Tracy Johnson, chatted with her for a bit yesterday, a uh, whole platter of people that came for the Was party Gruber last there? Time. Gruber was not there. Oh, because he, I mean, he and Jeff are pals, right? Yeah, so, yep, uh, yep. As, as he is with many of us here. But I thought maybe he, he'd be there. I was looking for him, but he wasn't. Yeah, I wanted you to get tape with, from him. Yeah. And what I wanted to have happen was any question you asked him, if he simply <laughs> he responded. Just the one thing? <laughs> one call, that's all. <laughs> now, that's how about all the says. years for Jeff on the air, David? One call, yeah. that's... The only, he only <laughs> that's knows the only, those words. Right. Like he's one of those dolls where you just pull the string. Right, yeah. <laughs> one call, that's... Well, next one. time I see him, I'll, I'll ask him, see what he says. I bet you he says that. <laughs> 844, Wisconsin's Morning News. Thank you. I want to talk to you quick about an update on education spending. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. This is so hard. It's one of these topics that is in and of its nature so important, yet 
so difficult to make interesting. You know how right? you sell it? You huh? say, hey, remember what happened in Kenosha this week? They closed six schools. Still a thing elsewhere. This is coming to a school district near you. If it hasn't already been raised by your school board, I'm expecting may, maybe the majority of Wisconsin school districts might be going to referendum or closing schools or having some kind of conversation about that, if not this year, then in the coming years. And we have asked the question, why? And we talked about things that move forward this year. One of the things in the biennial state budget was both the governor and the legislature, so both sides of the aisle, were celebrating the quote-unquote historic investment in education in Wisconsin. Right, This big boost in funding. An additional billion-plus dollars from the state, plus this per-pupil revenue cap raise. Now, this is where it already, now people's eyes start to gloss over. Remember, there are caps on how much your school district can raise your taxes on an annual basis. There's a cap on that, and it's tied, you know, to some sort of formula. And what you're going to hear from your school district, likely, is that over the last 10-plus years, that cap has not raised to the level of inflation. And so over the course of that time, School districts in many communities have found ways to plug the gaps with other, you know, maybe they redo their health system for teachers, or maybe they don't give teachers raises, or maybe they pull from a rainy day fund, or whatever. They've plugged that gap. Many school districts have already gone to referendum asking for operation expenses. Can we exceed the revenue caps by XYZ dollars for this many years? So it's happened in some places already. And what you're likely... What was happening in Kenosha, they're looking at a $15 million deficit. They closed half a dozen schools, and they're halfway there. Right. Only $8 million saved now. So I expect many school districts across the state of Wisconsin to be looking at or going to referendum. And I got an update on this. I mean, to personalize it, I'm on the booster club at my kid's school. We're in Greendale. And the booster club brought in the director of business services for the district because, it's funny, we were just talking about this yesterday. Where I live, this is happening. Yeah. And Greendale, and I, and I believe that we have a very fiscally responsible district. Maybe some other folks in there disagree, but I think they've been—they've not come to the taxpayers for operations funding or boosts. I don't think since I've lived there, decade and a half. Um, we did have a building referendum a number of years ago. That people can debate whether or not it was necessary, but it, it happened. Um, but they're going to be putting a referendum on the ballot. They want to exceed the revenue caps by $2.5 million each year over the next five years. Modest in comparison to what you would expect to see in many other districts in the state. And all of these are unique to every district. I mean, like, when I say Greendale, we only have 14,000 residents. MPS has 70,000 students. <laughs> you know, like, right. So some school districts are bigger than others. Some have built out more than others. Some have declining enrollment. Some might have increasing enrollment. So every school district is different, but I just want to put this on your radar because this is happening. And what we were told essentially, and what you might be told by your school district is over this last 10 plus years, 10, 13, 14 years, these revenue caps have not kept place with inflation. So this was pre the recent inflation hike that we've seen. And that during COVID years, the revenue caps didn't go up at all. Now, there was a whole bunch of COVID money that came into school districts, so some of them plugged those gaps with that. But they're saying, look, the maximum we could raise taxes was below what we needed to do to keep meeting inflation. But what about the shared revenue stuff? This is a huge talking point not that long ago. Shared revenue for the entire state. So a lot of that was municipal. It wasn't for education. So first there's that. Okay. 
And then secondly, the quote-unquote historic investment in education may have been historic, but what I'm seeing in terms of the math in my school district would have had to have been three times the size that it wow. was right. in order to meet this gap. And again, I'm not trying to debate the, the merits of it. People will have to do that in their own communities. I'm just telling you what's coming and the reason they're saying it's coming. Well, what about Act 10? Fair enough. A lot of these, you know, the revenue caps didn't raise in those early years under Governor Walker because... He, and if you were a supporter of Act 10, he said, look, I've given local school districts the tools they need to mitigate costs elsewhere by doing different things with health care, by having people pay in more teachers and staff, pay in more for their health care, other things. So that was there, and many districts realized savings. Some chose not to, but many realized savings in those, way, in those ways. But you know, Act 10 was a long time ago. Some of that's still in place. Some places, like, again, my school district went to a self-funded health care system, so they found those savings, and still it's not keeping up. So my purpose here is to be informational, that this, this is a conversation that is coming to a district near you, fiscal cliff in education. We use that talking about the city of Milwaukee, talking about the county of Milwaukee. That's the new fiscal cliff that we're going to have to address. And they're going to ask you, the voters in your community, what you want to do about it. 853 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 857 Wisconsin's Morning News, the forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating. Where your comfort is, their family's tradition. High 51 degrees today with sunny skies. Mainly clear tonight, low temperatures down around the freezing mark. Milwaukee at 36 right now this morning. Where's Cafiti? Delafield. Oh, they're on their thing today. Yeah, on the road today. At the Sendix? Mm-hmm. Stop by, say hello. You can stop by and say hi to Steve? Absolutely you can. Is he you handing out ham? Right now. I'm right, I'm right hey. here, Vince. Are you handing out hams or something today? Or? <laughs> I'm collecting awesome. toys for kids to kids. Oh, okay. Well, Albrecht's that's important, too. Beautiful Delafield Market in uh, Delafield. It's Century Store. It's, uh, it's, I used to work at Century. It's one of the cleanest and most interesting grocery stores I've ever been in. Absolutely amazing. Oh, fantastic. So uh, folks can come out and see you, and in your free time, you're going to be doing a program as well. Absolutely. Three hours of the extravaganza on this Thursday. We'll talk about uh, some of the things that are happening in the legal world with uh, the the state of Wisconsin and, of course, the President of the United States. Rick Essenberg is going to join me. Busy day on the show. We've got some giveaways, some fun stuff. And, yes, I'm collecting cash and toys for our Kids to Kids toy drive right here on, basically, it's exit 287. Highway 83 and 94 West. Stop by. I'm waiting for you. All right. Steve Scafidi live from Delafield coming up next.